Hey everyone, welcome to this week's call. This is Craig Ballantyne from TurbulenceTraining.com and we've got a great call this week. We're going to focus on body weight exercise information and fat loss research. So some references for all you science nerds like myself. We're going to start this week with our transformation tip of the week where we start for our Monday giving you the best transformation information. So this week I want to talk to you about a study that I came across that was mentioned first in Men's Health and I did a little bit more research about it. And what it found was that so many people still do not know about the dangers of obesity. And what they found in this study was, you know, they they studied a whole bunch of people over time, put them on a weight loss program, and the results showed that knowing the dangers of obesity was associated with more weight loss. This study was done by a woman named Judy Ann Swift from the University of Nottingham over in England. And again, the dieters with the strongest beliefs about the health costs of obesity lost the most weight. So, you know, this has a lot of implications for us. I mean, first of all, we still need to educate folks about the dangers of obesity. And another study that I came across this week, I don't have the reference on me, right now, but um, I think it was from the, uh, one of the nutrition journals that I read, and it found that most men continue to eat fast food because they find it very economical. That's their justification for eating a lot of fast food. So, you know, on one hand, you have people not knowing the dangers of obesity, and they're not going to lose weight because of that. And on the other hand, you have people eating themselves into obesity because of the economical nature of the food. So, what we need to do, even though you know a lot of people are probably sick of hearing about how dangerous obesity is, we still need to educate people on this if they want to succeed and get results. So once you know the dangers of obesity, or if you're trying to lose weight, you should learn more about the dangers of obesity, or if you're a trainer or nutritionist, you should educate your clients on the dangers of obesity. And you know that's not uh, you know real exciting stuff, but if you tell stories and this is getting a little bit outside the scope of the fat loss calls that we normally do, but if you want to give a lesson to somebody and help them understand it, tell a story, And because stories make things stick. And, and one, if you ever want to read a good book on this, you can read a book called Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath, and they actually talk about the genesis of the subway Jared guy and, and how the story of Jared helped make subway as a weight loss center stick. So, you know, going back to the original point that I was trying to make with this research is that the more we can tell stories and show people through entertainment that obesity is a dangerous thing, the more people are going to understand the dangers of obesity and the more weight they're going to lose and the more success they're going to have with our program. So that's a really important tip for nutritionists and personal trainers. So that's this week's transformation tip. Now it's time to move on to this week's workout rundown. And we're going through a little-known program that, uh, obviously, if it's little-known, not a lot of people know about it. But I do highly recommend this program. It's a bodyweight program, and it's called the Turbulence Training 30-Minute Bodyweight Circuit Challenge from June 2008. And this is a really timely program because now the weather's starting to get nice here in North America. And, uh, you know, this weekend you might be able to listen to the call before the end of the long Easter weekend. You might be interested in training outside. So you might be interested in this program. And, in fact, I'll probably do some bodyweight workouts outside, and that's what I did 
with this program last summer. I was training outside and doing bodyweight exercises with some clients, and so essentially put together this program in a playground, and this is where I did the bodyweight challenge. It was actually in a playground with monkey bars and the ability to do bodyweight rows, and so it's a pretty cool program. So let's go through workout A. Now, workout A is not the 30-minute bodyweight challenge. That's workout C that we'll get to on Friday. But workout A is one is a bodyweight workout, and it's a more advanced bodyweight workout. The entire program is relatively advanced. Um, you know, obviously, we can modify it. So if you have any questions about it, just go on the forum at ttmembers.com, and we can modify the program for you. Now, for the full workout, workout A here, what you're going to do is first start with a superset of pull-ups and one-leg squats. So if you're really advanced, you can do full pull-ups, and you can do pistol squats, which are the one-leg squat all the way down the ground. And if you've never seen those, you can go to my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash cbathletics, and you can find my pistol video, or you can just search a pistol exercise on Google, and that video should come up. So that's the advanced version of the first superset. Obviously, you can also do assisted pull-ups, um, you know, getting a boost up and lowering, doing these, doing these eccentric phase only to lowering phase only, or you could use a Gravitron machine at the gym and get assisted, uh, take some weight off and do pull-ups that way, or you could do, um, you could even do pull-downs if you have a cable station at home. You could do pull-downs in place of pull-ups. And one thing I like to do when I'm doing pull-downs, I don't do them very often. In fact, I haven't done them in years. But when I have clients who are training in a gym and they want to do pull, or I want them to do pull-downs because they can't do pull-ups, you know, one of the things that I have them do, the progression, is actually do kneeling pull-downs. So instead of having you seated, we have them kneeling. And, you know, you have to keep your body in a straight line a little bit more than when you're seated. So you're Torso is working a little bit differently, and it's a little bit closer to the pull-up. And so that's kind of like stage one when I'm training people to do pull-ups, is we'll do <clears throat> kneeling pull-downs instead of uh, assisted pull-ups if they can't do that. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Now we're going to move on to uh, the shoulder press push-up and reaching lunge is our second superset. So that's what we're doing there. The shoulder press push-up, you might see me call it a pike push-up in other places, Essentially, you put your feet on a bench and pike your hips up way in the air. Now, when I was at the park, I was just putting them on the stairs to a slide and, uh, you know, piking your hips up in the air as much as possible and getting your torso as vertical as possible so that you're working your deltoids in a shoulder press push-up. And then you pair that with a reaching lunge. That exercise is a single leg, stationary. You're not stepping anywhere. And you're just, you know, doing like a very similar exercise to a one-leg deadlift. Squatting down, reaching forward. I call that one a reaching lunge. You may have seen it named something different. And then our third superset is inverted rows paired with multi-directional lunges. Inverted rows are just bodyweight rows. Some people call them reverse push-ups. And, you know, in the park, I was using uh, the underneath part of the stairs uh, going up to the slide, and I was doing the rows there. <clears throat> and then the uh, multi-directional lunge means one lunge forward, then one lunge diagonal, and then one reverse lunge. And that's one round through that. And so I had people go eight rounds per side for a total of 24 lunges. Um, so that's the advanced version there. You can obviously do fewer lunges if you are a beginner. And then we finished off with interval training in the park. A lot of fun. So that's workout A. Then we move into Tuesday. This is a 30 minutes of activity day. And I wanted to bring up an article that uh, Isabel de los Rios wrote for me called Beat the Belly Bloat. And you can find that article about how she talks about uh, how women in her clientele 
uh, can beat the belly bloat by eliminating wheat. So you've heard me talk about reducing grain intake because I really do believe it'll help you flatten your belly and lose some body fat. And, and Isabel says it'll help some people reduce belly bloat. So, you know, if you do consume a lot of carbohydrates and you find that you have belly bloat, maybe this is something you can do to reduce that. Maybe it won't do anything for you. I mean, honestly, I'm not 100% sure, but that's one thing you may want to consider. And so you can read all of Isabel's information on that topic. It's really short at http colon forward slash forward slash snipurl.com beat belly bloat. And uh, you can also find out more information about Isabel's fat loss program at provenfatlossdiet.com. All right, into Wednesday, we're going on to workout B from the 30-minute bodyweight challenge workout. And you can get this entire workout at turbulencetraining.com forward slash workouts, and it's June 2008 program. So you can get all the pictures and all the repetitions and stuff uh, for this program on that site. And it's only like 10 bucks, so real cheap, and I'll show you everything. So in workout B, another advanced bodyweight workout, you're going to start with vertical jumps for six repetitions. And this is where you do the land and stick. So you jump up, land with bent knees, absorb the force with your muscles, and then get set. Again, jump up, and you do six repetitions of that. And then you're going to pair that with Spider-Man push-ups. And then the second superset is underhand inverted rows. So usually the inverted row I talk about is an overhand grip inverted row, meaning uh, obviously overhand grip. And that one's going to work your upper back more. Now with the underhand inverted row, it's obviously still going to work your upper back, but also your biceps a little bit more. So your palms are facing towards you with the underhand. Your palms are facing away with the overhand inverted or regular inverted row. And then that's going to be paired with a Bulgarian split squat. That's easy to do in the park. Just put your back foot up on the second rung or the first rung of the stairs going up the slide. Then the third superset is going to be burpees and side plank. So that's how you're going to finish off this bodyweight workout in the park or in the gym, whatever. And then you're going to finish off with interval training. You can do that one of the millions of ways that I've talked about interval training, from sprinting to walking uphill to swimming to biking to stationary cycling, you know, elliptical if that's your thing, whatever. You can use some of the cardio machines in the gym if that's where you're training. You can do kettlebell swings, um, all types of interval training to finish off there. You just choose your favorite. Then Thursday, we're into 30 minutes of fun activity again. And hey, you know, if you're really into going for a run, if that jazzes you up, by all means, go for a run. Let's get one thing straight about when I say, say no to cardio and cardio's a joke and all that thing. I am really talking about the mindset of the cardio, like the cardio mindset. When I talk about the cardio mindset, what I mean is if you absolutely despise doing cardio, and by cardio I mean I got the air quotes around that, and I'm saying, you know, you think you have to go in and spend time on a machine and, you know, stare into space. If you think that is essential for fat loss or health, it is not, and that mindset can go away. It can go away with the spandex, chicken and rice, eating from Tupperware, bodybuilding mentality that we had in those magazines in the 1980s. That stuff can die a quick death. Let us focus on activities we like to do, activities we are proud to do, and activities that aren't ridiculous to do. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about being anti-cardio and calling cardio a joke because that is a ridiculous joke. I mean, 
that we are spending our lives, our precious moments, doing something we despise, reading People magazine and watching cardio theater. Again, the air quotes came out on that one. It's just ridiculous when we could be out doing something. You know, the, the epitome of ridiculousness is someone who drives an SUV to the gym that takes 15 minutes to get there when, and then they walk on a treadmill for 30 minutes and go home. That is ridiculous. And when they could walk around their neighborhood, go to the park, I mean, do some manual labor. I mean, seriously, you, you will live just as long doing half an hour of manual labor as you would if you went to a gym and walked on a treadmill for 30 minutes. I mean, you're not going to lose any more fat by being on a machine that simply counts calories. And uh, again, the, the est- overestimation has been shown in studies and, and even by independent news research. And also one thing to consider is that, you know, that calorie count that comes up on the machine that also takes into the account the amount of calories you would burn if you were just sitting on the couch. So, you know, you see like 300 calories burned in an hour of slow walking. Well, if you sat on the couch and like just, you know, twiddled your thumbs, you'd probably burn 115 calories in an hour. So take that into account. And I am way off topic, but that is what I'm talking about when I say cardio is a joke because that mentality is absolutely ridiculous. Now, if you don't want to go for a run, if you don't want to go and do cardio on a machine, why not go play a game of golf? You know, if the weather's nice, by all means, go and have fun, walk around the course, play a game of golf. And you know what? You're moving around, and that's a good thing. So that's your off-day activity. No problems there. Now, one cool resource I want to share with you is I've teamed up with a friend named Susan Hill, and Susan Hill is an expert in the golf industry. She is a great trainer. And so her and I have taken my transformation contest model. And what we've done is we've created something called the Golf Fitness Challenge. So go to golffitnesschallenge.com and we've put together our two different training programs. Her has uh, her program benefits feature a lot of stretching, a lot of mobility for golf training. I've got a lot of bodyweight exercises in there. And we show people how to change their bodies and lower their handicaps. So if you're a golfer and you want to get into a body transformation contest and lower your handicap, visit golffitnesschallenge.com. Very, very cool stuff. And so that's going to go on now. And uh, for other people that are waiting for transformation contest number five, that will start in May. But you've got a couple weeks. If you're more into golf, by all means, join that one and, um, you know, Kill two birds with one stone by changing your body and lowering your handicap. All right, so into Friday. Now we're going to do the 30-minute body weight challenge. So this is the challenge workout that's in this program. And you may be familiar with my body weight 500 programs and body weight 1,000 programs. And those are the opposite of this program. Now, in those programs, you did a certain amount of repetitions in as fast of the time as you can possibly do. You know, it's like body weight 500. If you did it this week at 27 minutes, next week you want to do it in 26 minutes or 25 minutes. This program is actually how many repetitions can you do in 30 minutes. And so in this program you have uh, a whole bunch of exercises and then a number of repetitions beside them. So you start with pull-ups and you do five reps. So you do five reps if it takes you five 
single individual repetitions. You do all five repetitions before you move on to the next exercise. Or you could bang out, like I can bang out five repetitions, no problem. And, you know, I'm not going to failure there. And most of these exercises are built for a, a relatively fit person, but none of them go to failure for the first couple rounds through. I mean, maybe by round three, you might not be able to crank out five repetitions straight anymore or five chin-ups later on in the program. Um, but the first time through, you should be able to do the program straight through. And I call that Iron Man. So um, I think you can actually do the entire program, the entire 30 minutes Iron Man style, which means you don't stop in the middle of an exercise and take a break. So let me let me go through this a little bit more. But I think around 500 total repetitions was a pretty good score. Maybe 600 repetitions was some of our top scores. So people were going through the 30-minute circuit here as many times as they could in 30 minutes. Um, doing the exercises in order, and you don't advance to the next one until you complete all the repetitions. So the first exercise is pull-ups, five reps. Then uh, jumps, repeated jumps, so you land and jump again as quickly as possible, 10 reps. Then close grip push-ups, 15 repetitions. Then walking lunges for 10 repetitions. And for that one, it's doing both sides to equal one repetition, so you'll end up doing total 20 total lunges. Then chin-ups are next at five repetitions. Then mountain climbers is 10 repetitions and doing both sides to equal one rep. Then inverted rows, the overhand grip inverted rows, 10 repetitions. Then one leg deadlift, 10 repetitions. Again, you'll do 10 repetitions on one side and 10 repetitions on the other side, and that's 10 total. Then bicycle crunches. Now, we, I know we don't put those in normally, but this is a challenge workout, and so you know I kind of make an excuse and justify it to get it in here because I'd rather put in a repetition exercise. Uh, so, you know, sometimes I allow that in, but not very often. <clears throat> and so bicycle crunches, 25 repetitions, and you know the bicycle crunch, you take the opposite elbow to the opposite knee, and to do one to your right and one to your left, that's one repetition. And then step-ups, 15 reps, again, do both sides to equal one repetition. And then decline push-ups, 10 repetitions to finish off. And again, you can do this in a park with monkey bars and stairs and, and things that allow you to do those uh, pulling exercises. So I can't remember, and I, can't, I don't want to go through and just calculate. Well, let's, let's calculate. So five pull-ups and 10 jumps, you got 15. Then with close grip push-ups, you're at 30. Then walking lunges, you're at 40. Then chin-ups, you're at 45. Mountain climbers, you get to 55. Inverted rows, you're at 65 reps. One leg deadlift, you're at 75 reps. Bicycle crunches, you're at 100 reps. So it's a, and then step-ups is 15 and decline push-ups for 10. So 125 total repetitions once through. And I think I, we were getting close to five times through for around 600 or 625 repetitions. <clears throat> so that's a challenge. Um, if you can't do the pull-ups and chin-ups, then, I mean, you're not going to do the official 30-minute bodyweight challenge, but you can do more bodyweight rows in place. So for pull-ups, you do five uh, regular inverted rows, and then for five chin-ups, you do the underhand inverted rows. <clears throat> so that's how you can do that one. A lot of fun. And so once you're done, please let us know how you did on uh, ttmembers.com, or if you need more exercise substitutions. Again, you won't be doing the official one there, but you know, here are some rules. You've got to use good form in all the exercises, no cheating, and of course, you have to be honest when you report your score I want you to complete the circuit with as little rest as possible between exercises. So no breaks between exercise, like within the exercise, and then just move right to the next one, and that's Ironman style. 
Uh, don't rest at the end of the circuit. And that, again, that's the Ironman style. Record how many repetitions you complete. So, uh, so that's easy. You can just you know count how many times. You don't have to count. Write down your repetitions each uh, exercise because you already know how many um, reps you have to get. And before you move on to the next one, you can just count how many times you go through the circuit and know where you stop. So if you go through the circuit exactly four times, that's exactly 500 repetitions, so four by 125 reps. So I want you to uh, beat the previous week's record each time. So if you do this every Saturday for the next four weeks, I want you to go from like 408 reps to 450 reps to 500 reps in the third week and then 531 reps in the last week, you know, beating it all the time, always setting a personal best. However, I want you to take it easy in the first week. So, you know, don't go crazy. Don't be pushing right to failure. Don't be straining. Just take it easy, get used to it, and then get serious in week two. So, again, you'll do this program, this 30-minute uh, 30 30 challenge once per week. All right, so that is it for Friday's challenge. A lot of fun. Please let me know on Twitter or TT members how you did with that program. All right, so let's move into Social Support Saturday. Big day. Everybody loves Saturday, so... We're going to get social support or health support today from a pet. We're going to talk about research from the American Heart Association in 2000 that studied male and female stockbrokers and found that even when they were on medication, getting a pet helped them lower their blood pressure in stressful situations even more. Actually, so what happened was people that had uh, stressful, were in the stressful situations but were on medication, lowered their blood, didn't have as high of a blood pressure response as people who were not on medication. But people who were on medication and had a pet only had their blood pressure rise half as much as those people who were on medication. So having a pet even increases the you know blood pressure blood pressure lowering effects, or you know even reduces your blood pressure increase more than just being on drugs. So get a pet. I mean, I got my little puppy dog, and um, as stressful as he is sometimes, uh, being around him is more helpful uh, to lowering blood pressure and, and reducing stress than the stress that uh, they sometimes cause by getting into all sorts of shenanigans. So you know what? If you've got uh, room in your life to get a pet, I highly recommend it, and um, I'm sure pet owners will agree with just how, how valuable having a pet is in your life and... Um, you know, bonding with that, and, and I know other research has shown that petting your pet uh, will help reduce blood pressure. You know, hanging out with your dog or hanging out with your cat or whatever, very, very beneficial. I'm not sure about petting a fish or uh, or some other animals, but um, certainly the classic the classic Labrador Retriever is a great way to reduce your stress. All right, so into Sunday now. Not only is it plan, shop, and prepare day, but it's also another day where you need to get 30 minutes of activity. And if you get a chance, I want you to go and read a recent blog post um, on the best fat loss plateau tips, beating a fat loss plateau tips that we had. And the blog post is actually called Five Ways to Jack Up Your Fat Loss Program. And it was, it was done in the first week of April of 2009, if you're listening to this way in the future. And so, you know, go to that... And I actually had a little contest on there, and I said, you know what, I've covered a few tips here. What do you guys have? And there were some great responses from folks. And I actually had a contest and said, you know, I'm going to give a copy of the program to the people who had the best tip. 
And the best tip was very counterintuitive, very contrarian to what I was saying. I was talking about advanced workout techniques and diet tips. But what people actually said that I thought was the best tip was that if you're truly at a fat loss plateau, take a week off. Take a week off and do activities that are not structured workouts. Go and have fun. Go and, you know, play with your pet, uh, stress-reducing pet or, you know, go hiking or go for a walk with family. Spend some time out of the gym, out of your structured workouts, and then you'll come back renewed. And you might even lose some weight, lose some body fat. Sometimes, you know, workouts are a funny thing. You go and take a week off and you come back and you've lost a couple of those uh, stubborn pounds of fat. So, it's a very tricky thing. Sometimes we, I mean, we certainly don't know everything about fat loss. So do that. Check that stuff out. Check that blog post out. And visit my blog every day. I've got a new post on there about how to lose more belly fat. That's at ttfatloss.com. So check that out for the best plateau beating tips. So that's it for this week. You know, we covered a lot of stuff, some research, some body weight information, a real good exercise program. So I hope to hear from you on the forum about how much you'd like to call or about what you want to see in future calls. And so I think it's really cool to, uh, you know, I did this one live for a few people and hopefully we'll get that, um, you know, some of these calls live again in the future. So this is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com with this week's seven-day fat-burning program featuring bodyweight exercises and fat loss research, and stress-reducing research as well. So visit us at ttfatloss.com and turbulencetraining.com.